Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is favourite season. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the seasonal fairy, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Did she just call me a fairy? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could use that keyword with A-plus content instead of queer. Probably not, no. All right. How am I doing today? Guess what? You mentioned last week that you read a Lizzie book, and I was, like, shocked and kind of scared. Lizzie is with the editor, so unfortunately, we didn't time it within the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, and what Lizzie book is this one? That is a very good question, Claire. I'm thinking the number 10 is sticking in my head, but I'm not 100% positive. Okay. Not 100% positive, but okay. I think it's book 10. Okay. So I've got a lot of Lizzie to catch up on, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if you have the, if you can, if you can stomach Lizzie for that long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you see, have a lot of Lizzie. I, I would, I would space it out over 10 years. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a very good series reader. So, um, you know. I, I never read a whole series, in fact. So I might just skip to book 10. That's funny because you write series. I know, I don't like reading them. <laughs> so yeah, so Lizzie is with the editor, which means I have a couple weeks off from Lizzie, which is always a nice break. You know how like you you scramble to meet a deadline, and then once you hit that send button on the email, well, at least with me, a kind of a calm washes over me. But it's short-lived because I only get like two to three weeks off before it comes back and then it's the mad scramble to publish the damn thing. I'm always in one state or one scramble state after another. Like I'm always like finishing the book, getting the next one ready, then getting the other book back and getting it ready for... I'm always scrambling. Do you find you're always scrambling to meet all your deadlines? Not really. Because I think we've had very different years this year. I've written two books. I'm just about to publish number three but I wrote the first one last year. Uh, I've had a lot of other things to do this year, and also I've just decided to give myself a break. So I've probably had my least productive year this year, book schedule-wise, and you seem to be doing one book a month. Yeah, I'm always scrambling this year. Yeah, yeah. so um, in other news, not on the Lizzie front, uh, but I, speaking of keeping myself very busy this year, I have started the Bella project with Miranda McLeod. So this is the uh, one that's going to be the uh, the serialized story um, in Bella. So we, we, we've started the first episode. I, I did the first episode yesterday because when Miranda and I uh, write books, uh, I usually do the first draft, and then she does the second draft, and then we work together on the remaining drafts. So um, I've, I fast-drafted the first episode yesterday. And it's set in London, which is funny because I am also scrambling to get the next London novella ready for a November edit. So I am drowning myself with London shizzle right now because, let's be honest, I friggin' love London. I miss London. Even though you guys have had a lot of rain. We've had a lot of rain here, but I wish I was in London having the rain. Would you like me to, um, you know take you round the centre of London one day. I'm going I'm going into town on Friday. So do you want me to um call you from there and you can get some London Where are you going? 
I'm going to meet my um, old boss for lunch. Uh, he wants a copy of Big London Dreams, so I'm going to meet him for lunch uh, around Russell Square. And then I might just have a little walk around. Russell Square is a nice area. Hmm. I don't know what London's been like during the past like year and a half with all the COVID, but um, I always found Russell Square to be a bit quieter. Yeah, it can be, but um, it's also where Gaze the Word Bookshop is, so um, he lives really close to that. So I've emailed them to see if they want any more books. Having said that, uh, is it a mad scramble for me? Well, you know, I, I've got quite a lot to do this week, so there's always a, a certain scramble, but I haven't been scrambling as much as you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been scrambling a lot. This is like the year of the scramble. <laughs> but in good news, since I did send Lizzie off with the editor, it was like literally I sent the email packed up my bag and I went away for a long weekend in Vermont which was lovely because um even though it did rain the majority of the time I was there but it was lovely because um we are now in October and so the fall colors while they're not as vibrant this year because of all the rain (laughs) but there was color and it was just nice to um get away from the hustle and bustle of a city and going to Vermont and and also, since I just really sent the email off to my editor, like it was kind of like a calming sensation. Vermont was a perfect destination for a de-stressing weekend. Because mm. Vermont, I don't associate stress with Vermont. Because like, you know, Vermont, like it's like, it was really green. The, the leaves were changing. You have those like really quaint white churches with a spire against the green. Like it's just like such a New England, like when people think of New England, this is this, these are the scenes I was walking around in. I felt like I was walking like in a romance novel or a Hallmark movie because there was a lot of like you know, what's the um, thing they called it that it's in the center of every Hallmark movie that that where the town gets together to light the Christmas tree. There's always like that round thing, the white thing. What's that called? You're talking like like a town square or something. Yeah, like the town square, but there's always that like little white wooden structure in the middle of the, the lawn band, of the bandstand? town square. Yes, a bandstand or something like that. So I saw a lot of those on the drives. I did think of you. I was like, oh my gosh, Claire would be like, because like the leaves were changing. It was like kind of cloudy. It It was kind of a Christmassy feel. You would have loved it. Mm. You would have loved it. It sounds like you're in um, Stars Hollow being in the Gilmore Girls. What? I don't know if we can be friends. Uh, okay, everyone, it's been great. This podcast has been great, but that's it. I can't do it anymore. I can't co-host something with somebody who's never watched the Gilmore Girls. <sighs> well, that's not true. I've seen some episodes, but I, I have not sat down and watched it from beginning to end, so I don't know enough about, like, if you mentioned the, the, the place where they are. But I know enough to know it's really snarky. <laughs> yes. But, um, Sorry. That's all right. I was going to say about Vermont, uh, you know, you said that it was a perfect place to go for a retreat and that's how I picture Vermont. I don't know a lot about being being um, from the UK. My American geography is basically limited to the East Coast and West Coast. One of my um, old mates from London lives in Maine. She lives in Portland, Maine, and her mum lives in Vermont. So I kind of know the geography of it and I know what Vermont is famous for. So what you're saying fits with that and uh, it sounds like somewhere I'd like to go. Yes, yes. And um, it was nice because everyone knows I love like, you know, a big breakfast with pancakes. And so you get like the Vermont maple syrup, which they're famous for. And you get like the fall leaves, which they're famous for this time of year. And then just the quaint small towns. It was lovely. It was a good way to kind of de-stress. And I'm finding an order for me to actually do de-stress this year since I have been hustling a lot. 
is for me to, I literally have to leave town. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I did bring my laptop just in case, but I did not have to fire up the laptop. I find if I bring the laptop, nothing happens. When I don't bring the laptop, shit breaks. <laughs> Yeah, I always take my laptop on holiday with me because, you know, I do run my own business. You can't just leave it alone. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always comforting to have it, but I hardly ever open it. I did not. It stayed in the bag the entire time, and that was that was a victory for me. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been hustling, and then I enjoyed the fall colours in Vermont. How are you across the pond? Across the pond, uh, things are going well. Um, change of heart, my new lesbian romance is coming out towards the end of the month this one's coming out on october the uh, this podcast is out on october the 18th i can't remember the exact launch date i set but i think it's going to be could be this week no okay so um my new lesbian romance change your heart is coming out next week uh so that's very exciting it will be going up for sale on my website uh probably the end of this week so um if you want to buy it direct you can but yeah so that's exciting started coming back from the arc team i mean i'd already had about four people read it early reading and um it was a big thumbs up um there were a couple of issues but um i've hopefully sorted them out and this one as well i think i told you that my wife read it when we were on holiday and actually she told me she didn't tell me at first but she told me a, a few days later that it made her cry twice so is she is she a crier probably more than me is not, that because not you're def- British and she's not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just tuck it down, Claire. Just tamp down those feelings. No feelings. She probably slightly... Well, neither of us are big cries, but she's probably more of a cry than me. But, you know, she doesn't cry. She's not like, you know, doesn't break down in tears every week. That would be bad. It would be a bad sign in our marriage if that happened, but it doesn't. But anyway, this book made her cry, so um, I'm quite pleased with that. Positive comments, positive vibes. Let's get to the end of the road. Well, I feel like, you know, since Nyland complained last time about Christmas songs, so should we bust out a Christmas tune? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it time yet? Is it too early still? But according to Nyland, probably yes. And even I might say October the 18th, probably a little bit too early. I think you don't want to peak too soon. Although I was think considering uh, watching a Christmas movie, but I've, I've made a, a very strict deadline. I'm not allowed to watch a Christmas movie until this book is out. So next week. Well, next week I might have a whole day of Christmas movies because my wife has already informed me that the Christmas movie channel is up and running and at the moment they're only showing four movies a day at two, four, six and eight. So, you know, when it really, when they really start cranking up, it's 24 hours. So, but I could watch four in a day. Wow, that's, that's a <laughs> lot of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> what I have a question for you about mm. the not being so cryy. Have you noticed... The older you get, though, the more it, it, it is easier to tear up about things. I'm noticing that because I never was one who would cry, but now I find myself getting a bit more emotional than normal. Yes. Um, and I think the thing is that I cry at bizarre things, like things that are meant to make you cry. I don't tend to cry. It's like I went to, um, you know, as I said to you, I went to a family, fu- um, not a family, fu- a family friend's funeral, and I thought, will I cry? Because you know he did mean a lot to me, but I didn't cry. But I think put me in a situation like that where you're meant to cry, and I, and maybe my British stiff upper lip comes in. I always used to say that ER used to make me cry, and what was the other one? No, it was ER. ER and Greys have the capacity to make medical dramas. Mm. Have the capacity. Medical to make dramas me- make you cry. Mm. Have you written a medical drama? Have you written a medical romance? No. Maybe you should, and just pack up with a lot of tissues. I'd, I would just be crying all the time. Do you know what I think? Actually, my books are getting more emotional as I get older. Yeah, I find that, I find 
is it just a normal thing that since we are, you know, I mean, you just turned 50 and I'm approaching, like, is this something that we just are going to do from now on? (laughs) (laughs) And it is like you, like the most random stuff makes me tear up and I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying, but I am. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Do write in and let us know if you are um, in your late 40s, early 50s. Is it just normal that you're crying? Other than that, um, I've signed a few more contracts, translation contracts. So um, I've signed two, I think the Brazilian, um, before you say I do, Antes Que Voce Diga Sim, is doing very well over there. So um, the publisher has asked for two more books, um, actually three more books, but um, that we're, we're still weighing up which they're going to be. So, but yeah, that's exciting. Excellent. I, I'm not sure when they're coming out. I think one of them will be next year, but um, it's kind of up to them. The, it took them quite a long time to, put, to publish before you say I do, probably about a year. So we'll see. Maybe they'll do it quicker this time because they want to capitalise on the success. But who knows? Uh, I've had an inquiry as well from Denmark. Now, um, I know there are a lot of other countries and other languages out there. <laughs> um, and, and you know, we're both open for translation contracts, aren't we, TV? Uh, yes, I've had an inquiry from Denmark. So I've sent some books to them, e-books to them, and we'll see. But who knows? And also, I have had a couple of new bookshops get in touch and ask to stock my books. So there's one in Manchester called the Gay Pride Bookshop, um, and they want to stock all my entire back catalogue. They've asked for um, two copies of each book. So that's a lot of books to send. And I, ha- I had a bit of a panic because I haven't got them all. I've got, I had more than I thought, but I've ordered them, uh, I've ordered other books. And then I thought, you know, the thing is with bookshops, right? I love being in bookshops. Who doesn't like being in bookshops? Great. But I'm never going to push it. I wait for bookshops now to come to me because it's just really, the margins are not there and it's not really worth it. But it's always good to be there because somebody might pick up your book and then they might go on, you know, buy your ebooks. So it's good to be there because it's just another avenue where people can find you. But these people, they want 40 books. So I was like, how the fuck do I get four? That's the biggest consignment I've ever been asked to send. So I was like, how the fuck do I get pack get a box I've got to get a box big enough for 40 books and then pack them up and send them how much is it going to cost me uh, and then you know is it do I put all the postage pack, packaging onto them it's really hard to know these things when you haven't done it before well I've had to like order uh, when I went to an author event two summers ago when that still existed I had to bring like 200 books with me but I didn't have to send them yeah, that's a lot of books to ship. I wonder how much it is going to cost because, and not only that, like, is your has your post improved? Because over here, it's still a nightmare trying to get books to people in like one piece. Um, yeah, no, the post, the internal post is fine. Dealing with America is not fine, but internal post is okay. No, no. One thing I did uh, look into, and it might just be, you know, uh, good to know. Uh, you might not have been asked to post 40 books uh, before I haven't it's taken seven and a half years for someone to ask ask this of me uh, but I looked into it and it was going to cost like 25 30 quid to do it by the, the via the Royal Mail which is ridiculous and would be not worth it but I then looked into parcel companies and they're going to be like five six seven quid so actually that makes it worthwhile so um just think about that because I'd never thought about that before and I should have done really but I hadn't so top tip now I've tried to use different companies aside from the US post office and the US post office was coming in as the cheaper version so I don't know if it just 
if it was the company I was using or if that's just the difference between the US UK who knows but uh, yeah I would if you're shipping that many I would definitely shop around for the best price yes all of this to say getting your books into bookshops is not a is not a money spinner you, you, I'm, I'm taking time to look into these, you know, how to ship them. I've got to order the books that I haven't got, then I've got to pack them up. I mean, you know, I wouldn't do it. It's it's, it's not really worth your time from a money perspective, but just having your books in these shops, I think is worth it in the end. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the drawbacks of being an indie because usually if you're not indie, your publisher would be dealing with all these headaches, and they probably already have this system in place. But maybe you could do the you can develop your system so next time. Uh, you already have all the answers. You just have to like get the books and send them off. I like your optimism, TB. I'm not going to be asked this that often uh, because me- generally traditional bookshops aren't interested in stocking uh, my books or you know lesbian romance books. But this is a gay bookshop and they want my entire back catalogue, so that's really nice. Uh, you know, because I'm stocked in about sort of four or five gay bookshops around the UK, but they don't want my whole back catalogue. They want you know a selection of books like maybe three or four books and three or four of each each one so you know that's that's commitment they want t- all 20 of my novels i mean that is commitment i think their whole bookshop is just going to be claire Lydon. and long may it continue yep. i might go up to manchester and <laughs> give them a hug right let's go on to comments comment on to what you got Alrighty. first up we have sw anderson a fellow lesbic author who commented on the a plus content another great episode and thank you for explaining it so well. I looked at it once and was like, dot, 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 no. But <laughs> maybe, maybe, Claire, you are going to sway SW into turning that no into a yes. Go on. You know you want to. Not that I've done anything else since then, but, you know, it was just a, an exercise to say it's not that difficult. All right. And then our next two comments are for you, Claire. Sophie said another wonderful episode and then said, this is for Claire. Slightly smiley face i love how you come up with a different introduction for tv each episode that ties in with the theme well done i think um you always do do a cute little introduction like i think was it today you called me a fairy (laughs) i think it was today that seems so long ago (laughs) you're getting you're getting some introduction love that's always doesn't that make it more worthwhile when you get love for your hard efforts it does it does all right we also have a comment from neve who says hi claire i love the podcast Completed a huge binge listen and chuckled my way through it. Although I'm a bit sad that I have to wait a week. Oh, is this the one you learned last time? Uh, that Neve is a bit sad that um, Neve has to wait a week for the next one. Thanks both for all of your advice on the writing process. Yes, maybe. Did you read that? Yeah, but you, maybe you, you pronounced it right. How did you pronounce it? I think I said Neem. Is it Neem or Nee? Oh. I always heard it was Neve, but it could be wrong. No, I think you might be right, and that's bad on me because I just got my Irish passport, and I do know normally how to pronounce Irish names, but that one slipped by. Wow, this is rare. You actually said I am right. <laughs> can we just like, can we, can we just like have that on repeat for the whole fucking episode? <laughs> Those are the comments on my side, and then we had uh, Kelly who bought us a coffee, who said, "Cheers to September, to September birthdays, celebrating all month long. Thank you all for your hard work." So, we thank you, Kelly, for the support. And I know it's October now, but happy, happy birthday! Is it ever too late to say happy birthday? Uh, no. Happy birthday, TB. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Is that for the last one or the upcoming one? Whichever one you want. I mean, let's just say it every episode. <laughs> okay, that way we never mess up. This might be my new strategy because, as we know, birthdays are um, 
I don't remember them. So what about you? Comments on your side? No, we're back to no comments. We just had a flurry last week, and now um, none. The last two comments were addressed to you. That's so. right, yes. <laughs> I have had some comments, but they're uh, for our Ask Us Anything episode, which is still open for um, questions. So if you've got any questions, do get them into us at the usual channels. Uh, but no, I'm going to save those uh, questions for when we actually do the episode. So shall we get on to the topic at hand? All right. Yes, which I think is our favourite seasons, but I could be confused. I'm going to give you a little burst of song. Alla the Gilmore Girls here. Or Carol King. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. There you go. That's all? We, that's all? Yeah, that's There's it. There's like nothing else? Well, that's the seasonal bit of the song. Well, I thought we'd get like at least a whole lyric. <laughs> <laughs> so winter, spring, summer, or fall. What's your favourite? And then we can wrap this up. <laughs> Alright. Well, it's never that easy. But I think my favorite season constantly changes. <laughs> I think of right now, I would say uh, my favorite is fall because we're in the northern hemisphere. And after a hot summer, it's been a nice break from the heat. And the early stages of fall are just so pretty in New England. I just went to Vermont and experienced all the fall loveliness in Vermont where I did leaf peeping and everything. Um, even though it was kind of a shock to my system because like literally one day I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and the next day I was digging out jeans and a sweater like it, it was a drastic it is fall down you do not wear shorts or t-shirt right now if you're asking me I would say my favorite season is fall I know after a long winter especially a long New England winter because it just drags on here forever my favorite season then is spring so maybe just two seasons Okay. Well, I like the beginning summer that where you can start wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but then it gets just really hot and tedious. In winter, I love sweaters and jeans until like it's just like you get the really like below zero. You can't like feel your lungs when you're trying to breathe, kind of thing. But yeah, I like. But being a Californian, I grew up with no seasons, so I still am very tickled every time there's a season change because it's still a surprise to me. I'm like the goldfish seeing the castle every time. I'm like season, new season. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you about when we first moved to this house. We moved in uh, July and the garden was still gardeny, you know, bloomy. And and my wife went out and she did a lot of uh, work in the garden because I'm not a gardener. I like to sit in the garden, but she does the gardening. Did all that and it was great. And then I went out in like winter and the gardener completely lost all its flowers and everything was, everything had died. And I came back in. I didn't quite know how to break it to her that everything had died after all her hard work. And I went, I've got some really bad news. The, the garden, I don't know what's happened. It just seemed to have died. And she's like, that's what nature does. I, I am nature stupid. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention. I don't watch nature shows. I, I, I don't pay attention. So um, yeah, so it was only moving to this house uh, 10 years ago. So it took me to the age of 40 to understand how seasons work for nature and plants. I have questions. You live in London, which is uh, a place that has gardens everywhere. Like, everyone has gardens. There's, like, big parks. Like, you at least knew, like, the leaves came off the trees. Mm, I did. I did. And I think I knew it in a general sense. But I had never lived with my own garden before because in London you don't have gardens generally. I would have only ever lived in, in flats. So in flats, we didn't even have a balcony. So we, this is our first time we'd ever had a garden. So I understand it leaves on trees and stuff, but I'd never seen like, you know, individual plants and lots of them close up 
in a small space <laughs> that they call a garden. 40 years, that is a... Yeah. Wow! <laughs> I think you just beat me on the goldfish season <laughs> thing. 40 years, you didn't really know that, like, plants went dormant. No, not really, no. I mean, I did live with a garden when I was growing up. Clearly, I didn't really take much notice. But I haven't had my own... I haven't lived at home since I was uh, 19, so I haven't had a garden for... Th- the, uh, what, how long was that? 20 years. That's just funny to me, because I associate, like, Britain with gardens, because everyone seems to have their own garden. Like, even if you're in a flat, like, people put their, like, potted plants on the stairs, and... Yeah. Oh, well, mm. you just ruined that image for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there's my little seasonal anecdote. So I just wanted to ask this question because writers as a group uh, tend to to seem to like autumn. We call it autumn. Seem to like autumn as as their season, don't they? Uh, If if you look at Facebook groups and Instagram and that, like, you know, if if you like reading books, if you like writing, everyone seems to love autumn because of all the leaves and the pumpkins and the sweaters and the pumpkin spice lattes. And I always think, is it my favourite season? And they're very, very clear on what their favourite season is. Uh, I don't have a favourite season at all. I like them all. Uh, A bit like you. TB, we're kind of agreeing on this shit, right? I like the change. I like, like, I look forward to it. I like the hope of a new season. Mm. Like, especially, like, a winter, when you have a really long winter and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see the new spring green. Because when the green first comes out on the trees, it's like... it's an extra vibrant green. It only lasts for a few days, but I love that feeling. And then when, you know, then I'm ready for, like, short season. So I'm ready for summer. And then in the fall, I'm ready for, like, you know, the cooler temps and, like, the hot cider and everything. And then winter, you guys introduced, yeah, another thing I look forward to each winter was the mold wine season. I don't know how I lived for so long without mold wine. You didn't know about plants going dormant, which is kind of sad. But I think living most of your adult life without mulled wine was a big sadness for me. That would be sad. Yeah, very sad. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I I like them all. Um, I do like autumn because my, my birthday is in autumn. When, when is autumn? Is it September, October, November? Probably is, isn't it? So, yes. Yeah. So, I don't remember the exact solstice, but yeah, um, yeah it starts mid-September. Right. So it's my birthday, Ray. Um, wind down to winter, leaves, hot dogs, scarves, hugs. Lovely. You only get hugged in autumn. No hugs any other time of year. Too hot or too cold. Autumn, perfect temperature for hugs. Winter, like you said, roaring fires, snow, Christmas, festive atmosphere, hot drinks, bonhomie. And weirdly for me, I also get very productive in winter. So I love the end of November and December because of Christmas. But I love January. January is my most productive month. And February. Those two months, I love them. So I love the winter break for work output. And I love being really warm inside and it being really cold outside. I don't... The thing I hate is uh, horizontal rain and cold winds. Uh, Put the two together, I'm very upset. Uh, But... Summer, I love, you know, barbecues, outdoor events, sunshine, holidays, festivals. And like you said, spring is the optimism again, isn't it? So brighter days, brighter, longer days. So, but there's something to love in every season, I think. So it's interesting that we we both kind of think the same way. Um, What about books? Do you set your books in certain time periods? Are there seasons that you tend to, I mean, even if your books go across a couple, maybe most of the action takes place over one season in particular. 
I struggled answering this part. I was I was able to answer the first part of this question, but when I hit this part, I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because I do, especially this year, I've been writing so much that I kind of like have to tilt my head at the end of a project, dump all of that story out, and start the next one. So I kind of forget a lot of what I've written. But I know when the book is coming out, so I try to correlate the seasons that way. I don't know if I have a favorite season that I write about. But, like, obviously the fall is going to get mentioned the most because, I mean, you said a lot of authors say it's their favorite season, and I had to wonder, is it truly our favorite season, or is it because advertisers have made it our favorite season? Because they push fall on us, like, the beginning of, like, August. (laughs) Like, you're already getting the pumpkin spice lattes out. Mm -hmm. You're already getting, um, here, you're already getting out, like, the Halloween decorations and uh, Thanksgiving, so... Is it something that we all just really like, or is it just something that we are brainwashed to think that this is the best time of the year? You can say that about, I suppose, about Christmas as well, but um, but, but, but not in my earshot. I suppose it's different over here, because in the US, obviously, like you said, you've got Thanksgiving in, in fall, and you've got uh, Halloween. Now, Halloween, when I was growing up, was never a huge holiday here. Um, it's beginning to become a little bit more Americanized and got, got a bit bigger, but it's still nothing like it is in America and Canada. So, so we we don't have Thanksgiving and we don't really have Halloween. So, there's not much to look forward to in, in autumn here, really. Just you get, yeah. le- you get you get leaves and you might slip over on the leaves and then break your leg. Happy autumn. Wow, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to take that dark turn. <laughs> By the way, what is leaf peeping? Oh, that's when you go through uh, drives, like especially on like backcountry roads, and you're, you're you're looking at the 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 leaves, the changing colors. I don't know why it became called leaf peeping. That's just a phrase I've learned in the past couple years because I've been doing it because I've been traveling internationally and also I've been doing more uh, traveling within the New England area. So yeah, I did leaf peeping in Vermont. Okay, I drove on really small. I, I told the GPS not to take me on any highways, all back roads. Right. So I went through all the small towns and so. the beautiful trees and everything. So yeah, leaf peeping. Okay. But as for my books, like I don't know if I have a favorite season that I like. My characters have favorite seasons, unless it's a holiday book, and then usually that's a setup, right? It has to be the holiday season, and then one golden summer. I think we we had like that was all about season love. Similarish with me, I, I do think that I tend to avoid too much winter in my books. So um, apart from the Christmas ones, obviously, I think most of my books tend to take place during spring and summer, the action. Uh, I think a lot of my books start in sort of March, April and might go through to the summer. Uh, so the main action takes place there. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think that's true. Uh, apart from obviously the seasonal books, Christmas and One Golden Summer, and One Golden Summer has made me think that I would like I'm, I'm going to write a book next year with summer in the title again because I like it that summer's in the title because it really does make people think, oh, I must read it. It's the summer. I must read One Golden Summer. And then even, oh, and then even if people don't read it, then they know that it's going to be a sun summery book sunshiny books so then they read it all year round anyway because they want a bit of sunshine whereas the same doesn't apply with Christmas people tend to read Christmas books at Christmas but then they're less inclined to read them all year round not me I'll read Christmas books all year round and there are some people who will but you'll get more people reading a summer book at Christmas than you will get reading a Christmas book in the summer yeah unless like you know 
if you really push the whole Christmas in July, which, you know, the again, advertisers really want us to fall for because they're trying to yeah, it's just recreate another, that big spend. Yes, it's just another way to um, <laughs> get people to watch Christmas movies and read Christmas books. And I'm all for it. Let's do it all again. So there you go. Um, I, I think I think TB and I um, broadly agree on this one. Should we even upload this episode? Is this, this going to ruin the whole <laughs> formula of lesbians you write where you say one thing and I'm like, no, not at all. Is this going to ruin it? I will say as well that have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte? I don't like coffee. I've never had a latte. Oh, I have chai latte, but um, no, I don't like coffee at all. Right. It, unless it's in tiramisu. Somehow I can manage the coffee flavor of that because there's just so much else in tiramisu that's just delicious. I don't drink uh, coffee drinks at all. You? No, I haven't because it's too milky for me. I like strong black coffee so, uh, or just a little bit of milk. So a pumpkin spice latte is A too sweet and B too milky. So we're rubbish autumn drinkers, aren't we? Well, I like hot cider. I like hot cider. Let's let's have that instead of pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, I had a hot cider in a, a pub in Vermont. So I really went all fall. All fall. <laughs> all fall. All fall. Pure on autumn. I don't like, I, I like the word, but I have a hard time spelling autumn. I can never remember where the M and N go. I don't yeah. know why. It's a word that just confounds me. So I always write fall because it's easier. If I had a daughter, which I'm not planning to do, by the way, I think I might call her Autumn. I like the name. Uh, okay. Um, do let us know what your favourite season is. Is it winter, spring, summer or autumn? And uh, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. We're going to wrap this one up now. Um, we've been wittering on for a while. Um, do let us know what your favourite season is. Get in touch. Let us know uh, via the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, at Les Who Write, and Instagram me. And do also um, let us know if you've got anything you want to ask us, writing-related, us-related, life-related. Um, because next time round, we are doing an Ask Us Anything. So by the time this goes out, uh, you'll probably have like a day to get us a question in. So do hurry, because this is a time-limited offer, isn't it, TB? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like Christmas books. Very yeah. short window. Yeah, very short. And so do join us then uh, next time round for an Ask Us Anything. It's going to be great. Until then, have a great week and keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.